I hope, my friend, that you and your husband are on the same page all the time about how you parent your sweet little children. But I'm going to guess that at least from time to time, you and your husband totally disagree about something to do with parenting. Now, in all honesty, I would be willing to guess that you probably sometimes disagree about things that have nothing to do with parenting. But today, we are going to talk about some very practical ways to stay on the same page, to remain a united front as mom and dad, even when you actually disagree about how you're approaching some element of parenting. It can be super frustrating to be on different pages, but that does not mean that there has to be a wedge in between you and your husband. It does not mean you can't ultimately be on and stay on the same page. So we're going to get practical today with some tips for how to talk about these issues, how to work through these issues, and how to stay connected and still, well, be a team even when you disagree. So if that sounds good to you, you're in the right place. This is the Love Your People Well podcast, where we are working together to enjoy Christian family life, to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a pastor's wife, and a mom of four, and it is my passion to help moms love every minute of the time that God gives them with their sweet little children and with their husband, even though emotions can be out of control and communication can be so tricky, and it's really easy to go to bed at the end of the day feeling like a failure and struggling to find purpose and meaning and joy in the day that just passed by. I am here to help you get that joy back to help you embrace every moment with these incredibly special people. So my friend, that's why today we're tackling the topic of how to stay on the same page with your husband as a parenting team, even when you disagree. Now, as we jump into this conversation, I will remind you that there are some wonderful resources at loveyourpeoplewell.com. There is an entire page devoted to marriage resources, an entire page devoted to parenting resources. There's others as well. There's a lot on there about faith and emotions and communication. And really all of that is going to speak into our conversation today. So you probably just want to start at loveyourpeoplewell.com. And I always like to start our episodes, our conversations by reminding you of my disclaimer that I am a therapist, but of course, this podcast is not therapy. And I have sat down with many couples over the years who are just plain frustrated because they can't quite get on the same page about the most important thing in their life, which is their children. Parenting is a huge task, a huge responsibility, and it can bring a ton of joy, not only into your life, but into your marriage. But that is going to depend on if you feel like 
a team. So let's dive into some of these tips for how to stay on the same page as a parenting team, even when you disagree. So tip number one is to have regular check-ins with your husband. Now, this is going to be helpful about all sorts of topics. It's helpful to check in about finances, uh, about the, the schedule, about who's doing what chores in the house. But it's also really helpful to have a regular check-in time around the kids and parenting. Because if you wait until there's a problem, well, guess what? Now your emotions are high. You're a lot less likely to communicate clearly. And you're really at that point reacting to the problem instead of getting ahead of the problem and proactively figuring out how do we get on the same page before we're in the middle of the page realizing, oh my gosh, we're not together on this. How are we going to handle it? We have to do something immediately and we don't have any time to talk it through or think it through or reconnect after we had an argument about it. The time to have the conversation is not in the middle of the disagreement, if that, of course, is possible. Now, sometimes things are going to pop up. You were not expecting it. You thought you were on the same page, but turns out you weren't. Obviously, that's a little bit different, but that's a lot less likely to happen if you're having these regular check-ins. So let's chat for just a minute about what these check-ins might sound like. I know a lot of couples that like to do this on their date nights. You know, we've scheduled some time away from the kids. We're in a good mood. We're a little more relaxed. Okay, let's go through kind of our, our list of things that we need to check in on. That's awesome if that works for you. For my husband and I, um, that definitely is not our prime time to talk about these type of things because especially if we think there might be a spot where we do disagree, that's not exactly something we want to save for date night. So that works for some people, but some other ideas might include um, having this conversation when you are in the car for a long period of time. That is often when my husband and I will try to talk about things. Um, and our kids are still young, so we can have some of those conversations even while they're in the back seat. Obviously, they sound maybe a little different than they would at home, um, but they're young and they're not, you know, trying to chime in on every point of our conversation. Um, this can also be a really helpful regular check-in time, you know, once a week or once a month regularly after the kids are in bed, while you're washing dishes or taking care of some sort of task around the house. It could be a big, fun, fancy date night activity, or it could be a regular, let's sit on the couch and eat an ice cream bar and have a conversation. The important thing is checking in regularly, whether there's a problem or not, whether you feel like you need to check in or not, that is often the best way to stay on the front end of unity, to stay together, to talk it through before the problems are popping up and you realize, uh-oh, we are not actually on the same page. Now, point number two here, as you think about how do we stay on the same page, even though we disagree, even though we are not at the beginning on the same page, 
is to have some ground rules that work for you and your husband about how you handle the disagreement. Now, I'm going to suggest a few ground rules right now, but it's not um, it's not like these are the only ground rules, and um, this probably is a little bit influenced by my experience as a marriage counselor because typically people only come to counseling when they are struggling. So you might hear some of these ideas and think, well, duh, Jessica, that's not something my husband and I would need to worry about. But you might be surprised how frequently these ground rules I'm about to suggest are not happening. Um, A lot of times we assume that something is happening when in all reality, it's not. So a few ground rules that I would strongly recommend (laughs) that you and your husband identify um, before you have the disagreement so that when the disagreement happens, Again, you can stay connected, you can stay a team, you can be a united front and not um, try to hash it all out in the moment in front of your kids. And that would be the first ground rule, which is never to argue in front of your kids. That doesn't mean you can't, you know, occasionally have a disagreement or point something out that, you know, hey, honey, you're actually remembering that wrong or, oh my gosh, I can't believe you forgot, blah, 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 activity on the calendar. You can point things out. You don't need to pretend that either of you are perfect, but you should not be having big arguments, big like discussions. Let's hash this out. Let's figure out why you have perspective A and I have perspective B and what's going on and how do we come back from this? Those conversations should not be happening in front of your kids. There are a lot of reasons for that, but just for this particular conversation, It's going to be hard for your kids to look at you as a united team if they're listening to all of the behind the scenes arguments and everything that goes into hashing it out, coming up with a team play. They don't need to hear the ins and the outs. So that is a really helpful ground rule. It is also a really helpful ground rule that you will never take over the decision from your partner, from your spouse, you know, you're the wife, presumably most of our audience here is women. So you will never take over the decision from your husband if he has already told the kids the decision. Now, obviously there are going to be times for safety purposes, or, you know, there's maybe a scheduling conflict that he's not aware of where you're going to need to say, Oh, actually, I know daddy said we're going to do X, Y, Z activity, but it turns out we can't, we're going to have to do this other thing. But unless that is 100% necessary, it is really going to help this team unity, you and your husband staying united in parenting, if it's simply a ground rule that if someone has made a decision and already told the kids the plan, you're not going to come back and take control and change it. Now, again, there might be times where that is necessary, but let's just imagine your husband has already told the kids, yeah, let's have ice cream today after dinner. And he may not realize, or maybe he does, and he just doesn't think about it the same way you do. But you might be thinking, well, honey, we had donuts for breakfast and we already had a candy bar after lunch. I don't think we need all this sugar. We don't need ice cream after dinner. But if he has already told the kids that this is the plan, It is not going to ruin anyone's life to have one day with excessive sugar. 
Now, is that something where it might make sense to follow up afterward and have a conversation around what sort of boundaries and limits you both think are helpful there? Why is he fine with this and you're not fine with this? You know, that conversation needs to happen. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But it's a really helpful ground rule to just go into every day knowing I'm not going to take control and just override what my husband has already said. Because another tip here, those are a few ground rules for you, but another tip here is that it's really going to help you stay on the same page with your husband, even when you disagree, if you are only speaking positively about him in front of the kids. You're trying to make him look like a hero, a genius, uh, a, uh, a, you know, the fix-it-all man who can solve every problem. <laughs> now, of course, your kids, as they get older, they're going to realize, oh, daddy's not perfect. And, spoiler alert, they're going to realize, uh-oh, mommy's not perfect either. But the more that you and your husband are trying to paint each other in the best possible light in front of your kids, that is going to go a long way toward not only feeling like a team, but your kids seeing you as a team. And so that ground rule we were just talking about is going to help you do that. Because if you're stepping in to kind of take charge and override the other person's decision in front of the kids, you're really, uh, you're belittling them. I mean, there's really no better word for it in front of the kids. You're basically saying, well, they're wrong. I'm right. I'm the one who has all the good ideas or whatever. You're not saying that, probably, with your words, but your action there of taking charge of that moment and shutting down the plan that your husband had and replacing it with your own plan, that is not setting him up to be you know, a rock star in front of his kids. He's going to feel it and they're going to feel it. So that is another tip there. Tip number three is to only speak positively about your husband, about their dad in front of them. And whenever possible, you know, make him look like a hero. <laughs> um, if you've already decided in advance, okay, fine, they can have ice cream. It's okay for dad to be the good guy sometimes and mom to be the good guy sometimes and, and make that announcement. And so the more that you are lifting each other up in front of the kids, the more that's going to help you have a more gracious attitude when you do disagree or when the other person does find it necessary to take charge and kind of override the decision that the other person made. You're going to have a lot more grace if you already know, okay, this person really is loving me well in front of the kids, speaking well of me. And so it's a lot easier than to handle the moment when your pride is hurt or you're frustrated or you're upset. Now, another piece here, of course, is how do you have the conversation with your husband? So it shouldn't be happening in front of the kids. But when you have those regular check-ins, we talked a little bit about kind of the context, how to make that happen other conversations are going to happen after the fact, like after the Saturday night when they had sugar all day long and your husband gives them ice cream after dinner and you're thinking, oh my goodness, I don't like that plan. We're going to need to talk about this. Well, that's probably tip number four. 
is that you don't want to sweep that under the rug. You want to actually have the conversations. You want to have them at a time when the kids are not around. You want to save the conversation for a time when neither of you is overly emotional or exhausted or super, super stressed out. You know, if it was a horrible day at work, that's probably not the time to purposefully bring up a topic that you know you're disagreeing about. But you do need to have the conversation. And whether it's a regular check-in or it's the kind of follow-up debrief, we I did not agree with your decision there, so we need to talk about it. It's really going to help that conversation if you have already thought through what are your priorities as a parent for your marriage, in your home, for your family, you know, all of these different kind of uh, arenas of family life. What are your priorities? What are your deepest values and goals? And why do those things matter to you? Now, hopefully your husband is doing that same sort of heart work and figuring it out ahead of the conversation with you because then the conversation can be so much more fruitful. Because this is going to take us into tip number five here. How do you stay on the same page? How do you remain a team even when you disagree is to find the common ground and to live there as much as possible, (laughs) to emphasize and focus on the common ground that you do have instead of focusing all of your energy on the spots where you disagree. And so the more that you have already thought about, not just maybe the day-to-day, you know, gosh, I don't want us to have too much sugar. I don't think we should have ice cream tonight. If you have already thought through why that matters to you, maybe because your health is a priority, or maybe because your kids are, you know, you've noticed during the day, their behavior is totally different if they're hyped up on sugar than it is if they're not. (laughs) You might have noticed that, but your husband hasn't. Well, now it might make sense why you're disagreeing about should we or should we not have ice cream for dinner. That background that comes behind that, whether that's experience or values or priorities um, or just, you know, goals, maybe it's purely a budgetary thing. Honey, we can't afford ice cream every night for the kids. That type of thing is expensive and that's not really our financial priority for our family. Whatever it looks like for you, if you've already thought that through, it's going to be a lot easier to explain that to the, in your sorry, to explain that to your husband in the conversation and to find that common ground. Because odds are you both care about your kid's health and you both care about the budget and whatever financial goals you might have. You're thinking about the ice cream differently, but that doesn't mean that your priorities are actually different or your goals are actually different. And if they are, well, the more that you explore why that goal matters to each of you, the more likely it is, again, you'll find some layer there where there is common ground. Now, are these conversations easy? No, not usually. (laughs) Hopefully the regular check-ins are easy or at least easier um, because you haven't built up a lot of tension or frustration But disagreement is never fun. 
It's not what we want in our marriage. It's not what we want with our kids, but it is a really normal part of relationships. And that's actually why I've developed um, one of the most popular free resources that we have with Love Your People Well is uh, my 10-point conflict resolution checklist, which I have just updated to kind of simplify and make it a little bit easier to just walk through those 10 steps. Um, So if you haven't grabbed it yet, or even if you have, (laughs) I would encourage you to head over to loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash conflict. And you can grab that free checklist, Um, but I think there's a reason that's one of our most popular freebies is because disagreement is not fun. And with what we're talking about today, it is possible to stay on the same page, to be a united front, to be a team without some high drama conflict or these big blow up arguments. Now, when that happens, there are pieces of that puzzle. How do we forgive each other? How do we apologize? We've had some episodes recently about those very topics, and I will link to them in the blog post for today's conversation. Um, Of course, you can always find that over on the website as well. So sometimes there's conflict in this, but a lot of times there's not. You're a lot more likely to have the conflict if you're not following some of those ground rules. You're arguing in front of the kids or you're you know, taking control from the other person in front of the kids. And as I said, those are not the only ground rules. Hopefully you have ground rules around like we don't call each other names. You might have ground rules like we are always going to pray out loud together before we um, engage in an argument or before we have our regular check-in. You know, there's a ton of ideas here that can be really helpful But I hope that these five tips will get you started on the right track to have those regular check-ins to clarify together what are our ground rules as a couple to only speak positively of each other in front of the kids, to think through your own priorities and values and goals before you try to have the conversation with your husband. And then number five, to find the areas where there is common ground and focus there instead of focusing on the spots where you disagree. Now, my friends, tomorrow in our Patreon community, in the Faith Fiver Club, where we have our private podcast, we are going to dive into kind of like a script, I would call it, like a how-to to to initiate this conversation with your husband when you've realized, you know, you're thinking, oh my gosh, we're having ice cream again. I don't think that's so good. I don't think that's so healthy. How do you actually start that conversation with your husband? Because that can be awkward and difficult. That's what we're going to walk through tomorrow. So if you are not yet a part of the Faith Fiverr Club, um, our private Patreon community, it is just $5 a month to support the show and get some extra perks like this behind the scenes private podcast. Um, But I'm excited about that. I know in counseling, people always like it when I can talk through with them kind of a little script. Well, you could say it like this, or you could say it like this, and then it feels more realistic. So we will talk through that tomorrow. Um, And in the meantime, as I said, grab those resources over at loveyourpeoplewell.com. Um, the marriage page or the parenting page, the free conflict resolution checklist, 
lots of great resources for you there, as well as some devotionals, including one for communication in marriage, which is exactly what we're talking about today. Lots of resources for you. And with all of that, my friends, we will be back next week, same time, same place. So hugs and blessings to you, my friend. I'll talk to you soon.